So two of a Nurse Key podcast is here. Hi, everybody. It is Nurse Key. And as you can see, my energy is on such a different level than it was for episode one. I am um, so happy to be here. I had got so many great compliments on episode one. I'm so happy you guys tuned in and supported and commented and subscribed and rated. I am truly overjoyed and just overwhelmed with emotion. Episode two, we are here. How are y'all feeling? Whew, last week was a week. I think every week for me in 2020 has been a week. Let's just do 2020 over because 2020 has been a fucking year already. And it's only fucking February. Like it's crazy. Um, to everybody that's listening, I just want to extend some motivation to you because I just feel like it's necessary. I just feel like this is the proper episode to do it because motivation it's inspiration is the energy the vibe so whoo last week was a week for me um my my vibration was low like I just I was in a low place like and I know you probably really couldn't even tell on episode one because I mask it so well and I think a lot of times that that's what we do we we mask what we going through and we kind of got to put on this game face and this poker face just to you know appease the public but you know last week my energy was just not in the right place but I pulled it together because you know I got a lot of things that I gotta do I got shit to do that's my motto you got shit to do I don't know who that was for but you got shit to do and this is not to say that you can't be upset you can't feel what you going through but you kind of gotta feel it and you gotta pick up the pieces and keep it fucking pushing because if you don't make it happen for yourself nobody's gonna make it happen for you you sitting around mad at the fucking world the fucking world don't give a fuck about you so pick your head up stick your chest out and pull your shit together because you got shit to do um Whew, I work and I feel like I'm overworked and underpaid and I'm gonna just throw that out there. So for my fucking boss that's listening, I'm overworked and underpaid. Okay. Okay. Um, whew. I'm already I'm already out of breath. Goodness gracious. And I weigh a buck eleven and I am out of breath. I need to get my my vitamins. I'm a nurse. See, that's horrible. A fucking nurse and my energy is just terrible. But I drink water. All the time, constantly drinking water. So drink y'all water. But no, um, whew, speaking of being a nurse, anybody that's listening that wants to be a nurse, let me tell you, the check ain't worth it. Let me be the first to tell you, do not get in this shit for a check. It's not worth it. We make a pretty penny, okay? I will not sit here and deny that. We make a pretty penny. However, the stress that you endure from the... And I mean, if you're a good nurse, like if you're doing it for a check, then you don't care about a lot of shit. But when you are compassionate and you are sympathetic and you empathize with your patients and you get in there and you care about them people for real, they stress become your stress. And basically what I'm telling you is don't go through nursing school, which is probably one of the most stressful things in this fucking world. Do not go all the way through nursing school. For a check, it ain't worth it. I'm telling you, that, that you going to be like, fuck this many. Fuck it, because it's crazy. Um, So, like I was saying, anybody that's interested in being a nurse, 
So I'm an LPN. Let, let, let me start there. I am an LPN and I, I take pride in it because don't let nobody tell you that you less of a nurse because you're not an RN. You know what I'm saying? You go to school, you work hard, you get a license just like anybody else. You work for a check just like anybody else. And the one common goal that we all got as LPNs, STNAs, RNs, RNs with an associate's degree, with a bachelor's, with a master's, whatever. The common goal is to improve the quality of life of these patients. So don't let nobody tell you that you're less of a nurse. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not really a nurse. Do it however you got to do it because I'm going to tell you something. When I was, when I became a nurse, a big part of me wished that I would have been an STNA first because you have a different type of appreciation for those roles when you have been in their shoes. Me personally, I have never been an STNA. So I didn't understand their position. I didn't understand their role. I didn't understand their stress. And I think that, you know, it's, it's levels to it. I think, you know, I commend people who get out of high school and go straight to school, get a four-year nursing degree, however you feel like you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's journey is not going to be your journey. However, I do think that people need to experience, you know, the at every level to be able to appreciate it when you, when you do get to the top. I believe that. And I think that if you're interested in becoming a nurse and you truly honestly are into it and you in it, I think that is something that you should do. I think that, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the first to tell you that it's not easy, but don't give up. I failed. I cried. I screamed. I kicked. I did all of that. You know what I'm saying? I was at the very end. I started with a group of people and I didn't finish with those people. And I'm going to tell you why because of me. And when you in school and you letting outside shit throw your focus off and you letting outside shit just have you so distracted and so fucked up, you are going to be held back. And the number one thing that you got to do is hold yourself accountable because it's not on anybody else but you. Everybody in life goes through life. You are not exempt. But what you got to do is you got to get your shit together. You got to really focus and you got to be dedicated to this shit because this shit is not for the weak. It's not. It takes a very special person to be a nurse. It takes a very special person to be in the medical field, period. But nurses especially, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know what I'm saying, STNA spend majority of their time with the patients. And then you got nurses who spend majority of their time over the nurses. And you got nurses who spend their time with the patients more than the doctors. You get what I'm saying? So you have to be, it is not for the week. It's not. And so if you in it for play play, don't even get in it at all. Because one thing that you cannot do is be out here playing with people's lives. So that's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to also be the one that also tell you that you can do it. You can. I went to Bowling Green for three and a half years. I went to Bowling Green for three and a half years. My major was a bachelor's of science in nursing. My minor was Spanish. I was going to be a bilingual nurse. This was my goal. I, listen, I was going to be a bilingual nurse. I was supposed to, let me, let me tell y'all something. I was supposed to go to Bowling Green for one year. I was supposed to move to Atlanta with my high school boyfriend. I was supposed to go to Clark, Atlanta. I was supposed to be a Delta. I was supposed to do all of this shit. But I'm going to tell you how life work out. Life don't always work out how you want it to work out. So, again, I went to Bowling Green for three and a half years. By the time I became a junior in college, and it was time for me to do my application for the nursing program, which at the time was in Toledo, it was a one and a half year wait. And, I mean, ain't no, ain't no first come, first serve is uh, who's the better bitch here. So, one and a half year wait. 
And I was fed up. I'm like, I've been in school for three and a half years. I'm tired of this shit. I'm ready to be a nurse. I'm about to go back home, go to a nursing program, get my nursing license, and that's what I'm about to do. I took the shorter way. Now, I went to Hondros for nursing school, and it's not, I have nothing bad to say about anybody that does a nursing program versus a four-year college or whatever. At the end of the day, you put the time in, you spent your money, you hard work, all of that. So I have nothing against that. But I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have stayed at Bowling Green. I just would have because when I came back from Bowling Green and I went to Cleveland, I basically had to start all over. Like I was so many credits close to having my degree and all I needed to do was get accepted into the nursing program. When I came back to Cleveland, I, I had enough credits to be in their RN program, but their criteria at the time was I had to be an LPN first. So has to be an LPN. That month was supposed to be an 11 that not that month. I'm sorry. That program was supposed to be an 11 month program. It took me three years to finish three. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Not because I'm stupid, because I'm very smart. I've always loved school. I was actually a fucking teacher's pet, nerd, all of that. I graduated high school with a 4.0. I had great fucking grades in college. I'm going to tell you what my problem was. A nigga. <laughs> a nigga. And I had become so consumed in trying to be everything to somebody that I lost focus and I stopped being something to myself so I was in nursing school and I was trying to be in nursing school I was trying to be social I was trying to be a girlfriend I was trying to do all these things and at the time I didn't have no child I didn't have no child so I was free to do whatever it is that I want to do and I had all the time in the world to just get my shit together and I was so focused on being everything a nigga wanted me to be and then you try to be everything that a nigga wants you to be just for him to tell you that you're not a fuck enough and then you feel inadequate. So now I didn't fail in this relationship that I put so much energy in. Now I'm failing in other areas of my fucking life. So I failed. I failed classes. I failed. I mean, failed. Like we had an exit exam. And so, okay, so humble moment. I didn't have to take the entrance exam because I had enough credits and my GPA was good enough for me to just skate right through. I got right in. I had to take the exit exam, though. You know, I had to take the exit exam so that I can basically it was to see if I was prepared to take the NCLEX. Failed it. Failed it. And I was devastated. I was so devastated because in my heart, I, I wanted to be a nurse like nothing in this world. And my story is cliche. I've always wanted to be a nurse since I was eight years old. Always. So wanted to be a nurse. And fail and fail and fail. And I kept failing. And it's like, I would notice, like, when we would break up and I would have, like, space away from him, I would do good. When we would be in a good space and I would become so consumed with keeping us in a good space, just so fixated on keeping us in a great space, then my attention span was short in other fucking areas. So my advice to anybody that's younger because you know I, I I graduated high school when I was 17 and I went straight to college I'm an August baby so my birthday falls late in the month August 27th makes me a Virgo don't talk shit so I went to college a week early but I was 17 so 
I left college when I was 20 and came home to be in nursing school. I'm 20 years old in nursing school, getting ready to be a nurse. No children, no nothing. I should have been running up a bag, traveling, doing all of this shit, setting myself up so that when I did decide to have a child, I could be all the way together. So anybody that's young and that's listening, I'm not trying to deter you away from anybody that you think that you're in love with, but I'm going to be the first to tell you your heart going to get broke a thousand times not to say that it's gonna get broke by a thousand niggas but it's definitely gonna get broke by more than one nigga and what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't sit here and spend your life your younger life trying to keep up with a nigga that is not even mature he not he not even sure of what he want at 20 years old or 21 or 22 shit barely at fucking 30 like seriously like i'm not even being funny do not spend your time trying to keep up with a nigga chase a nigga Figure out what a nigga doing, who a nigga with. Don't even do that because one thing I'm going to tell you, you go out there and you get your shit together, these niggas going to be here. And with your shit together, you're going to attract a variety of niggas. But more importantly, you're going to know what niggas you want to be around. Because when you out here and you lost and you trying to figure it out, you're going to attract people just like you. When you broken and you don't have no fucking clue, you're going to attract people just like you. And a lot of times we attract these niggas that's broken thinking that we can fix them and you don't even got your own shit together. So what you need to do is you need to go to school, get you a degree. And if that's not your thing, get a job, get you some money, do something. Do so two words, two words of the episode today. Do something. Do not be no bum ass bitch, please. Cause one thing I'ma tell you, it's a lot of niggas that like bum ass bitches, but it's some real men who don't. And if your concern is trying to be everything for somebody, you know, one day somebody gonna love you, I can promise you at the very fucking least, you better have your shit together. You better have your shit together. Your mind better be in the right place. And you better be a halfway decent person. Because these real men, they is they going to look right past you. And you're going to be sitting here trying to figure out why this person can't have this or why that person can't have it. And that's another thing. Do not compare your journey to nobody else's journey. Because one thing I found myself doing is, damn, I started with these with these women. This lady got four kids and she got straight A's. I don't have no kids. Um, this lady, this lady cheated on her test and I really studied for mine. How come I can't pass and da 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 da? Because all the time it don't be your time. And a lot of times when you attached to certain people or you got certain people in your space, God, because I'm a big believer in God, but he'll delay your, he will delay your shit. If he know that all you're going to go do is go give it to somebody else. Your blessings don't be for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It don't be their time to get blessed. And God know that you're going to go give everything that he gave you to somebody else. So he had delay it until you get certain people out of your space. And it wasn't until I started removing people that were toxic, people who just weren't for me. Shit, people that I probably was toxic to. It was not until we departed until shit started happening for me. So get your shit together. What's the two words? Do something and don't be so fixated on trying to be in a relationship. I'm trying to tell you, I have had enough experience to know. And again, I am not trying to tell you what to do. I am just only extending some encouragement because I know how certain things go. Not to say that it's that that'll happen for you, but any event that it possibly will happen for you. I kind of want you to not get so wrapped up in a nigga like 
that probably was the worst thing I could have ever did. Like, and this is no shade. Like, obviously, any man that I've been with, I have no problem stating, like, when I loved him, I loved him. That was it. You know what I mean? But I really wish that I didn't get so fixated on loving them so much that I forgot to love myself. Because, look, let me tell you. You sit and you try to pitch yourself to a man, right? You sit and you try to tell him all these great things about you. I mean, you lay it on thick. You try to sell yourself. And I really used to believe, like, when I would tell somebody, I love you more than my, I love you more than I love myself. I thought they were so like, oh, yes, I got me one. But in, when I stepped back, when I, when I had an opportunity to step back and really analyze what I said, that is horrible. That is some horrible ass shit to say because ain't no motherfucking way you with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of a fucking year. And you mean to tell me you love somebody else more than you love you? That's horrible. And I hope to God that that ain't nothing that y'all are out here saying. And if it is, please make today your last day saying some shit like that. Because there's no way that you can love somebody if you don't love you at all. Like, no way, period. And I really believe that, like what I love you more than I love me like if it was if it was if it was me against you I I would I would choose you what the fuck like that was so delusional like it was so crazy and again anybody that's younger listen even if you older and you find yourself more more worried about you know being something to a man one thing that I'm not going to say wasn't taught to me because my parents did a pretty good job. But one thing I wish was more emphasized was that, you know, these niggas going to be here. Obviously, my daddy didn't want me wrapped up into niggas like he was like he never wanted me to be boy crazy like at all. My mother, on the other hand, I was um, I was very I was a I was a good kid growing up. So I was a good teenager. I didn't give her no problems. I was very respectful. Um, so she didn't really have any worries. Like I had one boyfriend in high school, like one. He was my boyfriend until I was 19 years old. So she didn't really have that type of problem as far as like me trying to constantly be around niggas or do this with some niggas. Like that really wasn't even my focus. But one thing that I do wish that they kind of would have instilled in me is like when you do get to a point where you are seeking certain things and you want certain things please don't make it about a nigga because a lot of times niggas don't make it about you like it be about you somebody else somebody else somebody else somebody else somebody else it don't you know all of the energy that certain women put into niggas you don't get that energy back like, you be so fixated on this one nigga. And, yeah, he might like you shit. I'll even go out and say that he love you. But he got his eyes on other shit. Like, so just get your shit together. Do something and be focused on you. Because when you focus on you, you going to align with the people that you need to align with. And you going to attract the shit that you need to attract. Um, The Diary of Her. So as y'all know, I'm an author um, and I have written three books, two books, part one and part two of my trilogy, a poetry book 
and part three of my trilogy is dropping this year. Um, the diary of her. If you know, you know, like if you were around me and you were and you've read my books and you know, I mean, you know me. I'm not talking about the people that then been following me on fucking Instagram since 2011 and feel like, OK, it's been nine years, bitch. I know you like, no, not those people. I mean, people who was there, who witnessed, who knew. In 2015, I said, I'm going to start a movement and. It's going to be called The Diary of Her. That's going to, I had, I wanted to write one book. I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to write one book. That's what I said. I want to write a book and I want to tell my story and I want to share my story with people. I now have three books going on for. I have a podcast. I have a fucking podcast and it is episode two of my podcast. So basically what I'm saying is a lot of times when you have a goal, the shit that be set up for you be so beyond what you can even imagine because I cannot tell you that in 2015 if God would have came down and said hey yo you gonna have in five years you gonna be working on your fourth book in a podcast and speaking to these people and people being inspired and doing all of this I would have I would have been like who not me I'm gonna tell this part of this story and that's gonna be it and the, and the crazy part is it started out as an outlet for me I never thought that people was going to take to it the way that they took to it. Not, but, the, but the point was, I thought in my mind, like, it got to be other people out here going through this shit or else I'm crazy. Like, it got to be. And so once I started, like, voicing, like, okay, this is what's ending. Oh, so the part that really got me, like, really interested in it because I will always hear shit about myself and I will be like, who the fuck made that up? Like, where the fuck did you get that from? So I felt like... I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to tell my own story. And I feel like if you hear it from me, then anything else that you hear will be null and void because you heard it straight from fucking me. So I started to want to tell my own business because I got tired of hearing false shit. Like, that's not true. Like, okay, so let me tell it my way and then people can decide what story is more appeasing to them. And so 2015, you know, it was, it was just me. It was just me saying, saying it into the universe, just manifesting it with my words, saying I'm going to write a book and a book turned into three books, which is now going to turn into four. So I just kind of want y'all to get in a habit of saying what you want, because if you want it and it's going to be good for you, I can promise you it's going to happen. It's going to work out in your favor. A lot of times when shit don't work out for us or we don't get the things that we think that we want. It's not because God is mad at us or he's punishing us or nothing. No crazy shit like that. It's because it's better shit out here. No, that's not going to work for you. Not a no, just not right now. Like, let's work on other things. Like, I had to really learn that because I wanted to drop. I wrote a book. I wrote it. I wrote it. And then I had to rewrite it because I'm like, no, this ain't real enough. I was trying to sugarcoat and I didn't want to say this because I didn't want and again, my book is based on my life. So it's like some of the events are true. Some of the events are not true. Some of them are a bit exaggerated. Some of them are watered down. And I didn't want to offend certain people. I didn't want it to be too obvious that I was talking about certain things. But 
my story is my story. And if you are interested in writing a book and your and your fear is, you know, you don't want to be judged, you being judged any fucking way. So, you know, people, you post a picture and I can promise you it's a hating ass bitch that didn't pick your whole picture apart because she just a hateful ass bitch. So why not tell your story? Because what you don't know is that your story can help somebody else. I never thought that the things that I was going through with stop somebody from going through what I went through because they was go they were going through it already, but not to the extreme that I went through it. And then it just ceased because they heard me say a poem or post a post or they read my entire book or even a chapter or a sentence or whatever. So you can't really be afraid of what people going to think. And I think that we give people on the outside too much motherfucking control over us. Like somebody say the wrong thing, our whole day fucked up or our mood thrown off, our energy then shifted. Like fuck them people. Fuck them people. You want to know why? Because nine times out of ten, they not doing better than you. Nine times out of ten, they got their own shit going on. And nine times out of ten, who the fuck are they? Like, who the fuck are they? Like, me personally, I definitely care about what my family think. I definitely value the opinions of my friends. And I definitely care about how my son is going to feel about me when he grow up. But motherfuckers that don't know me personally, motherfuckers who have never had a conversation with me, who cannot call me on a first name basis, fuck y'all. And that's just how I feel. Because whether I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, my shit is my shit. It's my story. So you cannot be afraid to tell your story. You got to just, you got to have faith that it's going to work out for you. And you got to be willing to just. Not be afraid. Like, not being afraid is such a thing because fear is real. Like, people think that fear is not real. Fear is real. You don't, you can be the toughest person in the world. You scared of something. Like, it's something that you scared of. You got to swallow your fear sometimes. You got to take a leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, well, how, how do I have faith? Like, how, how am I supposed to just believe? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, how am I supposed to just let that fear go? And my philosophy is when you wake up in the morning and you get out the bed, you not thinking about whether the fucking floor going to cave in or not. You know that it's going to be there. Right. You just know that it's going to be there. So it's kind of got to be the same thing in your life. Like you don't know what's going to happen on the other side. Right. It could all go bad. But why do we got to go bad? Why can't it be the best shit ever? Like people are so afraid of the unknown. Like. Fuck it. Like, just go. Just go. And the one thing about failing is I don't really think that you really fail. Like, why? Because you do something, you don't necessarily succeed in it at that moment, but you get an opportunity to make it right. It's trial and error. My first episode, it was great. It was amazing. But I was able to listen to it over and over and over and see what it is that I wanted to do differently in the episodes to come. And that's what anything in life, you fail a test, they give you a spreadsheet, a study guide, and they tell you, okay, this is what you need to work on. It's the same thing in life. You don't know what's going to be on the other side. You don't know. And the grass may not be greener, but it's green somewhere. So you got to be able to not be scared. You got to swallow them fears because I promise you, when I stopped giving a fuck about what people was going to say, what people was going to think, how people was going to feel. And this is not to say that I was intentionally trying to hurt people. That's not it. But when I stopped giving a fuck about them and started giving a fuck more about myself, my whole life changed. My whole entire life changed. My whole entire life changed. 
So if you want your life to change, you got to change your mindset. And for my listeners that have children, fathers and mothers, this shit, I mean, having a kid is not hindering. I mean, I'm not encouraging y'all to go out and fucking have a shitload of kids. But if you do have a kid or if you're expecting a child, I do not want you to let people poison your mind and tell you that having a kid slows you down. My fucking son has turned me up on so many levels. Like, I can promise you, I probably would have never been this turned up if I didn't have somebody to do it for. I mean, yeah, you got yourself. But when you got all that free time and it's just you, you kind of wasting your fucking time. You kind of just doing shit. You just winging it. Every day I wake up with a purpose. Every day I wake up on a mission. Every day I wake up with a goal. Okay. If I don't go to work and make money, my fucking son ain't going to eat. My fucking son ain't going to have no pull-ups. He ain't going to have no clothes. He ain't going to have no way to get from A to B because I got to pay this car note. People ain't going to be able to get in fucking touch with us because I got to pay this phone bill. You know what I'm saying? And this is... Not to take away from anybody else that's providing. I just kind of just want to zero in on you, on yourself. If you don't do it, if it was nobody else in the world and it was totally up to you. If you don't do it, it's not going to get done. So every fucking day, I be so happy that God chose me to be a mother because a lot of people don't understand. It's a privilege to be able to bear a child, to create a child, to make a child. It is a privilege. It is such a privilege to be a mother. And carrying a child don't make you a mother. Being able to create a child don't make you a dad. It's about putting in that time, putting in that work, giving that baby that love, protecting them, making sure they good. You know what I'm saying? It's all of that that make you a fucking parent. Like, you got to, my son is everything to me. And there's nothing that, I have never been stopped. Now, he probably make fucking leaving out the house a little bit. <laughs> okay. It take us a little bit longer to get out the house because now he's at that age where he don't always want to put the, he don't always want to wear what I want him to wear. Like today, fucking get him ready for daycare at seven o'clock this morning. I wanted him to put on his fucking Timberland boots. This little badass nigga cries to put on some fucking vans. Like it's cold outside like what are you doing I hate them ugly ass shoes like why do you want to put them on but guess what I let him wear them because what he let him fucking wear it. I'm not about to listen to you cry about no fucking shoes like whatever but I'm saying that to say babies don't hinder you my my motto they don't they don't they don't sew you down they bust you up and if they don't then you doing something wrong I do everything for my son. And people didn't see me work with my son in my lap. If I could take my son to work, I would. But obviously, that's a liability. But when I had my book release, I didn't disclude, I didn't disclude my son. My son was right there with me, passing out them books. I, he was in my lap. I was signing books. He, I was hugging people, taking pictures with people. And my son was right by my side. Mainly because I didn't have no fucking babysitter, but I didn't try to get no babysitter. Because why not let him experience it? Why not let him see, like, your mother is capable of doing everything? So I told y'all I'm an LPN. And I did go back to school, attempted to go back to school, right before I released my first book to get my RN. I was, um, I had went back to school. And I, I think I was in, like, I think I had, like, four classes or whatever. 
and they was like my major science classes that I needed to have. And I was totally depressed. I was 100% depressed. Okay, so postpartum, my son was one. And I don't know that I had postpartum for a really, really long time, but my son was also premature. And I had postpartum right after he was born. Like, I definitely went through that, and it's a real thing. And, fellas, if your girl or your child's mother is going through postpartum, I'm telling you that is a stress that you will never be able to relate to because it's it's unexplainable. It's something that you can't even fucking control. You sitting there trying to love your child, and you can't even connect because you so stressed. You ain't ate, you can't sleep, you nothing. Like your all of your energy is being poured into this newborn. And then on the days when you have done everything as a mother, you just bust out crying for fucking nothing. And you don't even know. Like and people, you know, your friends support your friends, family, support your family because postpartum is so fucking real. Like I wanted to breastfeed my son. I hate I'm sorry that I'm jumping from one extreme to the next, but I wanted to breastfeed my son. Up until I couldn't breastfeed him no more. And my milk dried up after three months because I was so stressed. Like, I could not eat three meals a day. I could not drink a sufficient amount of water. I couldn't deal with getting a solid four hours of sleep in a day. Like, because my son is up every two hours trying to eat or he want me or he needs me for something or I got to bathe him and I got to rock him to sleep or he didn't throw up or he didn't shit it every fucking where. Like, this shit was so crazy. Like, and so when he became one, I was depressed and I was going through a lot emotionally you know what I'm saying his dad and I were going through a lot I think that was my first time ever going through like my dude phone and I swear to you I did not fucking eat for like seven fucking days okay and it's so funny to me now because I'm over it but do not I don't care I do not care if that bitch is open do not go through your partner's phone. Do not. Don't. Now, if y'all have this type of relationship where y'all can go through each other's phone, I still wouldn't do it. Because at what point do we not have privacy? Like, I think that it's an invasion of privacy. This is not me saying that something has to be in there. That's not what I'm saying, but... If you're that insecure, my advice is to just leave. Leave, go get yourself together, go pull yourself together. Because I was at such a low, like, this nigga always hiding his phone, he always doing this, he always doing that. What the fuck is in this motherfucking phone? And one day, he was drunk to the fucking max. I mean, so drunk. And this was before Face ID came out. So he was so drunk and he was. Laying on top of that phone, it was dead weight, so it was so hard getting this phone. And I got it, and I put his thumb on that phone, and it was just like, voila, like a fucking magic trick. I barricaded myself in the bathroom, and I mean, the first seven threads, I didn't even get, <laughs> okay, so you know how you pull your messages up? You got like, I say what, eight messages on before you got to swipe up? I didn't even get a chance to swipe or do enough investigating because the first seven, I was done. Body rock, rocked me to sleep, rocked me to sleep. And 
right after that, I ended up enrolling in school because I needed something to take my mind off of it. <laughs> school is not the fucking thing. No, I take that back because I ended up getting straight A's in school with a one-year-old, paying all the bills on my own, stressed out because somebody that I was in love with, I had just found out was doing me dirty. I mean, walking me like a fucking dog. And I was so, I was hurt. So I'm going to tell you, there is a difference between being hurt and being mad as fuck. I was hurt. So I was all crying and can't fucking pull myself together and just constantly thinking, you know, why me and what the fuck and da 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 da. And I thought you loved me and I gave you this baby and how could you do me like that? I gave you a home. That's so sappy. Like I was so fucked up and I said, I will never do that shit again. I don't give a fuck. If he pay me to go through, I will never do that shit again because it was. It was horrifying. Like, it was so horrifying. And men and women don't do that shit. Like, don't, because one thing about it, when you go looking for some shit, you gonna find it. And it's fucked up to say because you like to think like, okay, even if I go looking for it, I shouldn't have to find shit. I totally agree. But there's a little small chance that you're going to find some shit that you're looking for. And so I don't encourage it. Just don't. Did it once. Never did it again. Did it once. Never did it again. Don't plan on it. It's not no amount of money that anybody could pay me to ever do that to myself because I, A, rocked me to bed. Okay. I'm talking about, <laughs> I was, I was asleep. I was so asleep. But I'm saying all that to say I was totally depressed. When I was in my RN program with a one-year-old and I pushed through for my one-year-old. Like I, like I said, I had straight A's, straight A's. I paid for school out of pocket while paying rent, a car note. Um, I was paying for groceries out of pocket. Like all my bills, cable, internet, fucking car insurance, everything. I was working, um... Well, no, I wasn't working 12-hour shifts. I was working eight-hour shifts, but I was totally making it happen. And I don't want you to think that because you got all of these adversities that you can't overcome shit. You can't overcome whatever it is that you go through. And I am a, a living testimony. You know what I'm saying? You can get over some shit. And it, in, in those moments when you low, you don't really feel like you're going to come out of it. But I promise you, if you put the work in and you pray and you just stay focused and you tell yourself, like, I'm better than this and I deserve better than this and I can have better than this and you work towards it every single day you can have that shit because it's not gonna be handed to you nothing in this life is gonna be handed to you not even your healing you have to put the work in you do you gotta do that and that's what I did and I and I not only did it for myself but I did it for my baby because at the end of the day he can look up to whoever he want to look up to but he gonna always reference his home like always he gonna and I don't want my fucking son growing up with mommy issues fucking mother work all the time she ain't show me no attention no i'ma work and i'ma show my fucking son attention and i'ma be exhausted from all this shit that's exactly what i'm gonna do because one thing i i seen you know what i'm saying growing up a lot of my peers they parents worked so when i was a cheerleader a lot of them parents wasn't there rooting their kids on a lot of them parents wasn't there at them basketball games a lot of them parents just wasn't there 
And that shit matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you be like, oh, I'm sorry, baby, I didn't come to your game. You can't be like, oh, it was cool. I ain't really do too much of that. But that shit matter. Like, that shit matter. I'd be damned if my son be a boxer, a basketball player, a baseball player, a football player, or whatever, and I miss a game. Unless I'm fucking absolutely paralyzed and can't be there, I'm going to be there. I don't care because that's, that's how I want my son to know that if it's nobody else in this world, you got me. And I just think that a lot of men suffer from those type of issues. Like, it don't even be you. It don't even be nothing that you did. You could have possibly did nothing. A lot of that shit start with their mothers. Like, a lot of that shit start with their fathers, their grandmothers, whoever raised them, the person that they loved first. Like, that's where a lot of their issues stem from. Maybe their mother loved them a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you loving him a certain type of way, and then you got his mother who loved him a certain type of way, so he don't really know how to accept your love because he don't know that love. So you got to kind of figure out how people, what type of love people were raised on. I don't really like the saying, some people was raised on love, some people was raised on survival. I mean, okay, that's so broad. Like, what does that really mean? I just think that a lot of people love in different ways. Like, some people get, you know, the pure hearted type of love. And some people got like real tough love. Like obviously your mother loves you. Right. But maybe she didn't know. Maybe nobody showed her the experience. Because one thing about two things about love is love is not only a, an emotion. Love is an action. So people can have the emotion love for you and just fail at showing you like that's a real thing. Like people can love you all day and they just do not do well with expressing it. Like people have a hard time expressing it. People have a hard time saying it. Like you have to, you got to learn people and don't expect them to be able to reciprocate the love that you give when they don't understand that love. They don't even understand that. Like my son, little girlfriends is gonna have a hard time because we are so interlocked like anytime my son walk past me I give him a hug oh I just love you so much Dallas I oh my god you're so handsome like I just love you so much and I really don't even know if I'm doing him a, <laughs> a disservice like I don't but I want him to know how it feels to be loved and not only that I have separated myself from certain people because I want him to see his mother loved properly. I think that that's important because I can love him a certain type of way all day, but he'll cling to how I allow somebody to love me. And I don't want him to see me loved in a toxic way and think that it's okay to go love, quote unquote, a woman like that. I want him to know how it looks from both angles. Like this is how I love you. And this is how somebody loves me. And it's healthy and it's okay. It's okay to love. It's okay to express your feelings. I think that we need to tell our men that it is okay to be in tune with your emotions. And nothing about that makes you weak. Nothing about that makes you less of a man. And if you ask me, I think that it makes you more of a man to be in tune with your emotions and know that you can have them, that they exist. I hate hard ass niggas. Like, I hate that shit. Be hard with men. Don't fucking be hard with me. Like, why? Why are you going to sit here and be fucking hard with me? Like, I'm a whole woman. Like, be gentle with me. Like, okay, be assertive. But for the most part, treat me like a woman. Like, don't fucking... Give me no 
love that you would give your fucking homeboy. Like, I don't want that shit. Keep that shit. I don't want that shit. But I definitely want y'all to not think that these kids are slowing y'all down. Again, if they not, if they not putting some spark under y'all ass, y'all are doing it wrong. And I'm going to just call y'all out. Y'all are doing it totally wrong. I, my son, I just started my son a clothing line. It's called Lefty and Company. Um, it's tailored for little boys um, from the ages of two to middle school ages. I have found out that a lot of people are interested in this brand. So I am going to be introducing clothes for little girls and, you know, merchandise for adults as well. Once we start to get really deep in it. But I did that, A, because my baby is left-handed. And... B, little boys don't really have nothing. All of these boutiques that you see online are for little girls or for women or whatever. And C, I don't know that he going to be interested in the diary I heard when he get older. So I want him to have something on his own. I want this to be his. He is the CEO and the owner of his own clothing line at two years old. And the thing about it is he doesn't even understand that I've already set him up for life. And I did that because one day I'm not going to be here. And he going to have to do this shit. He going to have to carry it. Leave your kids a legacy, please. All that designer shit and all of that shit, none of that shit means nothing when you not here no more. What did you leave into them babies? So Lefty and company will be dropping, um, this fall, I kind of want to, I've been sampling and kind of just figuring out what it is that I want to drop, how I want it to look and everything. And I really want to, you know, drop it and have it all come out for the next school year. So make sure y'all look out for that. Y'all can follow his clothing page at Lefty and Co. C.O. Kids on Instagram. Um, he's a cute kid. So little eye candy. He did. He just recently did a photo shoot with his brothers and it was titled My Brother's Keeper. So, yeah, make sure y'all tap in. Make sure y'all get ready to have y'all kids just dripped in it because he got something coming out. And I'm so excited. So we got Lefty and Co. We got a Nurse Key podcast, The Diary of Her. We busy. We are so busy. And the good thing about it is I'm not trying to keep busy to keep my mind off shit. No, my mind is totally clear. I'm just busy because I wrote on the new year, I want to be booked and busy all 2020. So that's exactly what I'm manifesting. That's exactly what I'm doing. So I definitely want to get into another bigger topic um, that I think is really important for a lot of the women that's listening to this because we need to be held more accountable for the way that we react and we need to start reassessing how we address certain situations. So when you find out that your nigga didn't cheat it, right? Your first natural reaction is to be mad at the woman or the women. And I was a person like that. I was so mad at the person he cheated on me with while he was laying next to me, which made no sense. Because if you're going to be mad, the number one person you need to be mad at is the person who owed you some loyalty, which is your nigga. And when you get into a relationship, 
it's it's semi-contract as well. Like, you know, we in this relationship, we got this bond. You, you got to respect me the way that I respect you. You supposed to give me what I give you. And if I'm loyal, then you got to be loyal to me too. We get in these, in these, in these unsigned contracts is what I'm going to call them. Because marriage... Is a signed contract. So we get into these unsigned contracts with these people who don't really know what they want, don't really know how they feel. They feelings change every day. You wake up and you got your bonnet on the wrong way. He ready to go be with the next bitch. So I'm saying that to say you get into these relationships that you don't even know it's going to last past 12 months. And you allow them to take up so much space to the point where you so mad at somebody who owes you nothing. And you not even mad at him. And then you and then and so then here here's where the the the, the competition comes in it. You don't even be really mad at him. Your focus becomes pissing her off. Okay, so yeah, all right, he cheated he cheated on me with you, but I'm going to prove to you that this is my nigga and I'm going to stay. All three clowns. 4 5 6 however many people involved. Everybody everybody. Everybody. Let me tell you something. So because I wake up a woman first, I think that if anybody owes anything to anybody, women owe it to themselves, right? You owe it to yourself as a woman to not go indulging in no shit with no body's man. That's what you owe. But here's the disclaimer. Men lie. Men lie. Men lie. What I say last week, they're going to lie until they die. Men lie. They lie and they lie and they lie. And they will sit and tell something new. Because that's exactly what it is. Something new. They will tell that new. I ain't got no girl. Hell no, I live by myself. No, I mean, shit, she just my roommate. Like, shit, we don't be fucking. I sleep on the couch. She sleep in the bed. No, man. Like, I'm just there for my kids. Like, my kids sleep in the living room with me. First of all. First of all, if anybody tell y'all that they are roommates with somebody that they share a child with, that they didn't already hit all types of raw, please do not believe them when they say they sleeping in separate rooms and the baby favor them. Get the fuck out of here. Don't believe that dumb shit, please. Let me, I'm, I'm giving y'all this game. I want y'all to just take it and take it for what it is and don't try to make it nothing else. Men lie. They lie. I don't have no girl. It's complicated. We ain't been together. We ain't really together for real. Like, yeah, like I still care about her, but that's not my girl. And da, 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 and all of these things. So realistically, the woman had, you know, it's, she really don't have no choice but to believe what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Especially if he kind of got the time. You know what I'm saying? He kind of got enough time in a day where it seemed like he don't have no girl. But I'm going to tell y'all, when y'all start getting with them niggas who can't talk to y'all past a certain time, every night at 10 o'clock that nigga sleep. Get, all right. Y'all gonna learn. Y'all is gonna learn. Every night at a certain time, he you don't talk to him after that time. And then every morning at the same time, it's like clockwork. He back on that phone and y'all back talking all day. And he didn't popped up on you at work and brought you something. Asking, can you you said what? Oh, you said y'all live together. Okay, well, if y'all ain't really like that, ask her, can I come spend a night? Yes, no? 
baby stuff. What's gonna happen if you don't come home? What's gonna happen? Why do we always gotta come to my house? Why we can't go to your house? No answer. Cause that nigga playing games. Don't let nobody play games with you. Don't let nobody play games with you. But the point of this was, why do we hate the other woman so much and we still fuck around with the nigga? I get it. Your ego bruised. Admit it, sis. Your ego is bruised. He got an eye for somebody else. And you won't have no understanding. Because in your mind, you was the best thing that ever happened to him. Or should be. But a man got eyes, and a man that got eyes is gonna look. And if he ain't a disciplined man, he gonna go where he gonna go where it's flowing. So what you cannot do, what I'm gonna tell you, what you shouldn't do as a woman, is unless it's your homegirl or somebody that you close with, go on, go on and shift your energy, take it on the chin because she don't owe you nothing. Let's 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 be real. I'ma be real. She don't owe you nothing. If she owe it to anybody, she owe it to herself. But shit, who's to say that she's that much of a woman that she give a fuck about shit like that? Maybe she don't give a fuck about shit like that. Maybe she don't care if a nigga got a girl or not, as long as he doing for her what she want him to do. You kinda gotta be okay with that too. And and really put your focus on is that somebody that you wanna deal with? You got to start asking yourself real questions. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be like, oh, can you give me advice on what I should do with this? No, I can't. But what I'm going what I'm to help you do is give yourself some advice. Is that somebody you want to be with? Do you want to deal with somebody who cannot be faithful to you? Do you want to deal with somebody who would put you in a position where you have to have your feelings hurt because he's interested in somebody else? Do you want to deal with somebody who's going to make another woman feel the way that he's making you feel? Do you want to? If the answer is yes, then stay. If the answer is no, then leave. It's so simple. And I found out that we make our own shit complicated. The shit is so simple. Do you want to feel like shit? Yes. Okay. Stay. But if you don't... Then you have to make some changes. You can't sit around and wait for a nigga to change. Because guess what? These niggas ain't changing until they want to change. And it ain't going to be when you want them to change. So go ahead and stop thinking that you can change a nigga. Because you can't. I'm going to be the first to tell you that you cannot change somebody. And even if they do change, it be for a small second. It be op They be opportunists. They change for the opportunity. They change for the circumstances. It be situational. Maybe they really felt like, oh, my God, this bitch is really acting like she about to leave me. Let me act like I got my shit together. And then as soon as they get you back, what happened? They snap back right into right who they was because the core of somebody's character doesn't change. When you are who you are at heart, you do not change. So if you're an indecent person, yeah, you can go do some decent shit. But guess what? Just like an alcoholic, a true alcoholic, they can go cold turkey and I drink or go through rehab or whatever. But if they do not want to not be alcoholics, guess what they're going to do as soon as they see some liquor? They're going to drink it. And it's the same thing with niggas. Shit, it's the same thing with bitches. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas want me to come down on ain't shit women. But I can't speak from a place that I'm not in. You know what I'm saying? I can honestly say, and it's a lot of people that can vouch for me, that I am a woman of substance 
I have morals. I have values. I am a great woman. So I can't speak from a ain't shit place. Like, okay, last week I admitted that I did cheat once. Okay, cool. Everybody's done it. Now let's move on. But I don't have the horror stories that niggas tell me about these bitches. I be sitting there like, what type of Terminator ass bitches are y'all dealing with? What type of scandalous ass bitches are y'all dealing with? And hey, hoes, teach me. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, seriously, like, where the fuck do y'all find them? And then you have niggas sit up and be listening to me and be like, where the fuck did you get that nigga from? Right. Who the fuck created him? Because that's some horrible ass shit to do. But it's people out here that exist. But you cannot be mad at that woman. And if you sitting up with a fake page, stalking her page, trying to figure out is she with your nigga, then guess what? You already lost. Because ain't no real man that care about you about to even have you going through that. Why is that so hard to see? Why is it that we cannot see past the bullshit? You want to know why? I got an answer for you. If you don't have an answer for yourself, because a lot of times when you think you in love with somebody, you make yourself blind to shit. You purposely pull the wool over your eyes because you do not want to see or you don't want to believe that this person is who this person is. You have to stop trying to make people be who they not. And you got to call spades spades. I was on Twitter today and this this pastor that I follow she was like you know you afraid to ask God to remove your enemies because you know God gonna remove your man and I was like oh hmm 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 <laughs> I was like okay okay but as I've grown and as I've experienced and as I've you know, just mature and started being on a search for self and self-love and self-healing. I don't care who I lose as long as I don't lose myself no more. Because you can put a death grip on everybody in your life. But if you don't have a grip on your fucking self, they're going to fall off anyway. So you got to pull yourself together. This ain't a this ain't a. He's mine. I got him all the time type of thing. Stop. First of all, let me tell you what we got to stop doing as a collective. We give these niggas too much credit. Too much. These ancient niggas are getting away with murder. Ain't no motherfucking way. You didn't, and I'm going to tell y'all what embarrassment is in 2020. Embarrassment is non-negotiable, bitch. You embarrass me and that's it. I cannot deal with that because embarrassment is so, it, it makes you so small. Like, why would you embarrass me? If I don't hate nothing, I hate being embarrassed. Like, for instance, when I'm in the grocery store and my fucking son starts crawling or something or like crying or just making a scene. I immediately exit because I can't deal with the embarrassment. So explain to me why we would stay in situations with men who publicly embarrass us. Like they put their infidelity on display for everybody to fucking see. They don't give a fuck how you feel about it. Shit, they put it on display for you to see. Why you want to be with somebody like that? Men, why do you want to be with a woman that will go fuck your friend? Why? She smashed your homie and you're trying to wife her? What the fuck is wrong with you? Explain to me. Oh, tell me I'm interested in listening. You will never be able to take her serious. 
Because guess what? In the back of your mind, you're going to always feel like, oh, bitch elite. Because one thing about it, you lose them how you get them. You lose them how you get them. Why you want to be with somebody like that? Why you want to be with somebody that use you? All the bitch care about is your money. What's going to happen when you don't have no money? Then what? She ain't going to love you no more. Is that somebody that you want to be with? Or is that something that y'all just don't give a fuck about? Because in your mind, you're going to always have money. I can promise you, as quick as it come is as quick as it go. And you got to be willing to take them losses. And when you take them losses, are the people that's, are the people that's in it for the wins going to be around when you take them ills? No? Get rid of the bitch. Get rid of her. Why you want to be with somebody that lie? Why? What's so appealing about somebody that's lying to you? Is lying just not a big thing? Like, okay, yeah, they lie, but this. No. We got to up our standards, man. And not only that, stand on them. Stand on them. I will be the first to say that I have not always been a judge judy bitch i didn't took niggas back one time two times three times four times five times six times seven times eight times nine times i didn't took niggas back okay i am not perfect i didn't started this whole we we ain't fuck that fuck this and still took a nigga back i am a human and i have emotions and i am not ashamed to say it but one thing that i will say is that I don't give a fuck what anybody got off. I can promise you they ain't getting it off no more. And I can promise you that even if they try it, they know that they not getting it off. So they kind of ain't trying it for real. So if you see me with somebody or you hear about me being with somebody, then you can, you can bet they on their best fucking behavior to me. And if they ain't on their best behavior and I find out, I can promise you, y'all going to be like, damn, they was just together. I wonder what happened. That's what the fuck happened. Because I'm not dealing with nothing. I'm not dealing with nothing. You want to be with me. And when we got together, you had so many. And then somewhere in between, you fumbled the bag. Totally fine by me. Because one thing about fumbling the bag is if you a real hustler, you going to get it back. That's it. You get sick and you need me to be you need me to be by your side, I got you. Something happened in your family, one of your friends, something happened, you lose one of your friends, whatever. I got you. Emotional support, confidant, whatever. But what I'm not about to deal with is a motherfucker playing me for no fucking fool. I'm not doing that. Because I don't have to. I can have any nigga that I want. There is no reason why I have to settle. So if I'm with you. It's because I want to be with you, not because I got to be with you, not because I need you, not because of none of that. If I'm with somebody, it's because I want to be. And that's the kind of attitude that you got to have. Don't be in a situation where you with a nigga because you got to be with him. Fuck that. Get your own back. Have your own. Do your own fucking thing. Be your own fucking person. Don't be standing in nobody's shadow or nothing like that or with a nigga because he a certain type of nigga or he got a certain amount of clout or whatever. No, fuck that. I make niggas look good. And that's the type of energy that you got to have because when you had that confidence, when you had that confidence, 
you're going to attract exactly who you need to attract. So if you, like I said, you hear about me with a nigga, you can bet in front of me he on his best behavior. I don't give a fuck what you see, what you see him doing. I can promise you I don't know shit about it. And the moment I find out, I can promise you the narrative changes. Damn, that was, I just seen him out. <laughs> just like that. I'm not playing like that. Because I done been hurt too many times. And I didn't put too much energy in motherfuckers who just could not reciprocate it. And one thing I'm not about to do at 28 is hold a nigga hand. I'm not teaching you how to be no fucking, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. Now, what I've learned is that you do have to give people room to make mistakes because people are not perfect. People are not perfect. You're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes, too, and you got to kind of, you got to, you, I hope that if I make a mistake that my man, you know, kind of negotiates with me. Unless it's unforgivable, but I'm not holding nobody here. I'm too old. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. If you don't want me doing it to you, don't fucking do it to me. And if you love me, be decent. If you like me, shit, be decent. How fucking hard is it to be a real person? How fucking hard? If you put yourself in a position where you do something that you potentially got to lie to me about it to the point where, like, if I find out the truth, I'm going to be crushed, then obviously you shouldn't be doing it. Fucking common sense is just not common no more. So I think that, you know, we just all need to get in a place where, Start asking yourself real questions, period. Do you want to feel like this? If you don't, okay, go this way. Do you want to feel like this? Okay, if you don't go this way, it's really not complicated. We make it complicated. You scared to leave. I get it. It's uncomfortable to leave somebody that you built so much with. But when you think about your situation as a whole, what have you really built? Every day you mad. Every day you irritated. Every day you got to walk on eggshells because if you say the wrong thing, y'all going to argue. That argument going to be carried out for five days. So there go five days that your man with no self-control has possibly been somewhere else with somebody else. And then he come back after five days of being gone. And now, you know, it didn't came out that he was doing something else within five days. He didn't give it no time. Now you mad about that. Is that something that you want to deal with? Is it something that you want to deal with? A lot of people don't care. But if you're like me and you truly care about your peace and you truly care about your well-being, fuck who he fucking with. Let him be their headache. It's better them than you. But I had, you know, at one point I had got so caught up in not wanting a nigga to be anything to anybody. Bad, good, ugly, nothing. I didn't want, I wanted him to give everything to me, even if it included pain. Just because I did not want him to give it to anybody else. Because to give somebody pain, you got to care about him. See, that's too much. That's too much energy. You give a fuck enough to want to hurt somebody. You, you care too much. I didn't want my niggas giving bitches the better them, the worse them. I didn't want my niggas doing nothing like that. But I realized they don't get better. It just be somebody else's turn to endure the bullshit. They don't get better. You want to know why? Because they really want to be with you. They're just not ready. They want to be with you. You're the person that they ideally want to be with. They got some shit in their system that they need to get out. 
So yeah, it may look like he giving this bitch everything, but I promise you she's stressed out. And she's trying to figure the fuck out. Damn, the whole time he told me this was her problem. This is a him problem. And what happened when he get mad at her? He come back to you. I miss you. I miss you. These hoes ain't nothing like you. I should have never been doing it. I should have never been out here playing with these hoes. I, you know, I, it's, it, it ain't nothing out here. Ooh, it ain't nothing out here. Then what you do? I told you. Hoes ain't going to love you like I love you. They ain't going to have your back like I got your back. Come on, come on. He get home, get comfortable. You know, he done took the trash out a couple times, left the toilet seat down. He done did a whole bunch of shit. And boom, Friday come. Yeah, I'm about to just go kick it with my niggas. Da, 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 da. Come 12 o'clock, he ain't answering that motherfucking phone. Now it's 12 o'clock, then turned into 2 o'clock. And here go 2 o'clock, then turned into 3 o'clock. And now you insecure. So what the fuck is you doing? Fuck you think he doing? Him and his bitch didn't get back cool. So guess what? Fuck what he was telling you. Now he back living his life. And as soon as that bitch piss him off, guess what he going to do? He going to come right back. But I'm going to tell you when that ends, when you end it. That's when it ends. Because guess what? They going to hold on to whoever allows them to hold on to them for however long they allow them to hold on to them. You got to end it. You have to end it. It's not going to end until you decide, until you decide you want better. You sitting around waiting for him to decide that he wants to give you better instead of saying, I want better right now. The problem is we wait for them. The problem is, you sit on this throne, get on, you talk all this shit about how you this type of bitch, all of this, you got this, you doing this, you sit right up on that throne, you got somebody that's down here, and this is not to say that you're better than them, but I'm just, I'm just saying as far as worth goes. You all the way up here, you worthy. You got a nigga that's not ready to show you that you worthy, or show you that he understands your worth. So what you do? You come down to meet him, instead of making him come up to get you. That's a problem. That is a problem. And so what you done did is you done backtracked your own life. Instead of making him man the fuck up and either say, A, I'm not ready, or B, I'm going to get ready. It's a problem. It's an, you're enabling his behavior. Okay, I'm going to wait for you to get ready instead of him saying, okay, I'm about to get my shit together. I see that you ready and I'm not, so I'm going to let you go. Hopefully, you don't find nobody in the meantime. But when I get there and if we on the same page, then we going to rock out. They not doing that. So instead, we love them so much that we willing to come down, slow it down, and meet them. I'm going to come down to your level. Hell no. Hell no. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Eagles don't fly with pigeons. Ever. They never fly at the same altitude. Never. You got to stop. You got to stop. You have to stop. So I don't know who that was for, but it was definitely for me. So any advice that I want to give y'all beyond what I've already said, <laughs> y'all know the vibes. So that was episode two. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all loved it. I hope y'all take it for, you know, and apply it however y'all see fit. 
but more importantly, I want y'all to love yourself, know y'all worth, both men and women, and not let people bring you to such a low place that you can't even reach the higher peaks. Like, it's so much more out there than settling. It's so much more out there than not doing what you love. It's so much more out there than not doing what makes you happy. Like, life is totally too short. And I don't mean to get sentimental, but it really is. Like, if you knew today that you could die tomorrow, would you spend your time doing what you're doing? Think about it that way. So this is Nurse Key, and this is the Nurse Key Podcast, and thank you.